Hello and welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Date Guy podcast. And today we're talking about something a little bit more sobering. I'm just now exiting a five-year relationship with my girlfriend. And there's a lot to be thankful for. And at the same time, we've been we've been working through some stuff. We've been seeing what actually worked about the relationship. And noticing what didn't. There was a lot of things that didn't work. So in this episode, I want to pass down all the things that we acquired through our pain, our suffering, the endless conflicts that showed up in our relationship. How we got past them and how that factors in to having a relationship that works. And what's needed to have a relationship that can continue to be committed, that can continue to be solid. What was missing from our relationship that would make the difference in yours? So one of the things that I can first, that I want to first recommend is that you find a partner that knows how to fight. (laughs) And what I mean by that is in times of conflict, is this person busy making me wrong or is this person on my side working with me to try to figure out this issue. Conflict and the ability to handle it skillfully is at the very top of my list. Um, And moving forward, I know that this is something that I absolutely will not enter a relationship without. The crazy part about conflict, and, and something that you probably are already aware of, is how it snowballs and magnifies and starts shooting off other little tiny conflicts that have little to nothing to do with the original conflict, but they happen because the body's in fight, flight, or freeze. So once someone has the ability to kind of stop conflict in its tracks, stop all the emotional charge, and help get both people back to a neutral, that makes all the difference. If someone is to have a sustainable relationship, if someone is to have a committed relationship that will last until death or until things just don't work, this is the thing that you need to have. It's more important than almost any other relationship skill. And if both people don't know how to skillfully deal with conflict in a way that resolves it permanently, and I'm not saying that you just go up to each other and say that I'm sorry and hug it out, because that doesn't do it. I'm talking about the ability to go through the emotional baggage that's there, the ability to help one another get through difficult memories, difficult emotions, and feel seen and heard in that experience, and talk things through, to put a system in place to stop that conflict from happening again, and then being willing to remember it and honor it. If that doesn't exist, really, the relationship has a much, much harder time working. So that's basics. (laughs) Those are the basics, right? That's building block number one. The next piece that you want to look for, the next piece that you absolutely need to have, um, is safety. Is who I'm being in this relationship a space for safety? Can someone speak about their experience to me and not have to worry about the ramifications? Now, a lot of us, and me included, we get real reactive when someone 
uh, says something to us, and it might come across as an attack or some kind of slight, um, something insulting. And what's really important in relationships is to offer that space of non-reactivity, to begin to accept what people say as simply their thoughts, not as who they really are, not as what they're actually thinking, not as part of their personality, but just as sometimes random thoughts that flit through their heads. If they're letting us know, they're doing us a favor. And getting to that reframe takes some time. It's difficult to do. In fact, it's almost impossible without having spent some time processing the past, looking for things that cause us to be set off. The less reactive I can be in my relationship, the more safe that it can be for the other person, and vice versa. It really doesn't work in relationships to have people tiptoeing on eggshells, hoping not to set off the next landmine. When that happens, communication enters total breakdown mode, and when that's there, then nothing can be communicated. Because nothing can be communicated, conflict really can't be resolved. And when a fight sticks around for too long, it festers, it grows worse over time. So it's really important then to address the conflict as soon as possible. And of course, like we just mentioned, to maintain an atmosphere of safety so that that conversation can happen, so that that conflict can disappear. And the way that you can know that a conflict is completely gone is that neither of you remembers it. Right, you'll talk a week later and or a month later, and there'll be no recollection of it because it's so complete. Because there's no reason to hang on to it. There's no emotional charge anymore. It will become as mundane to you as flipping through your cell phone, browsing Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook on a Sunday morning. Probably won't even remember what you read. Probably won't remember who you checked in on. Because there's no emotional charge there for you. Safety is also really, really, really important for commitment, right? It was, it is next to impossible to get someone to commit to a lifetime of partnership unless they know for certain that the relationship has a certain degree of stability, right? There's no way that I'm going to get married if fights are happening every single weekend or every other weekend. Humans have this way of taking whatever is happening to us now in the moment as a predictor for what's coming in the future. And if someone doesn't feel safe, if someone hasn't felt safe in a relationship for a long period of time, then odds are that relationship will never get to the full commitment stage. Now the final component and the most important, well, I mean all of these are very, very important and they all feed into each other. But this one is where the spark comes from. This is where romance and intimacy lies, right? And without it, there's really no reason to be in a relationship. It is vulnerability. The ability to bear your soul, right? To uncover your heart and to not have it crushed. To take a risk in expressing who you are and what you're interested in in the world, what you like about your partner, what you don't like about your partner, in a vulnerable way, and to have the other person embrace it, right? I will say that there is no more powerful, attractive force that I can think of, that I have ever learned, 
right? Out of all the techniques that I've picked up, out of all the psychology that I've studied, this is the most effective, the most powerful, and definitely, definitely mandatory for a relationship that's going to last. Now, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. The reason why like the honeymoon phase feels so good for so like most people is because that is the stage of the relationship where we get to unveil all of the weird things about ourselves all the withholds all of the things that we were too scared to talk about to another person and there's a really good chance that they're going to be a hell yeah to that right it's the stage where we're taking risks well, we're sharing stuff about ourselves that we might not have told too many people on the world. Like, it's just, this is sensitive information. And yet we're throwing it out there. It's a perceived risk. And really, that's what a lot of vulnerability comes down to. Can I take that risk with the other person? And if I can't, then there's really not that much room for connection and emotion. Now, when I say emotion, I mean, it's it's connection and emotion is like heavily overused, right? It's really easy to take that as just two generic words. But what I'm talking about is deep, moving gratitude, right? It is, it is the ability to feel that you can share anything with another person and that that person can help you feel amazing just by being with them. These are the emotions that we dream feeling when we are in relationship with another human being. And they can't be achieved without some level of vulnerability. And of course, we can't get to vulnerability unless there's safety involved, right? So it all kind of flows together. And if any one of these things is missing, then you can bet that the relationship will begin to feel like it's floundering. If two of them are gone, then things are really, really not looking good. And if all three are gone, then you're looking at a borderline abusive relationship. So you can think of this as kind of a hierarchy of needs. First, you need the ability to resolve conflict in a way that makes that conflict disappear. Second, you need the ability to hold space for another person in a way that's very safe for them. They should feel safe to self-express around you in any way that they need to. Of course, this is barring the need to hurt you physically or emotionally. If they're lashing out, uh, especially physically, uh, there's less reason to stay in that relationship. So watch out for that. Now, if someone's lashing out emotionally because they're in a charged place, it's maybe more forgivable, right? We all do things like that. But if they're doing it consistently every single time you see them, that's a warning sign. Finally, the last piece, vulnerability. And that's in the space of expressing it yourself and allowing others to do the same. When someone's taking a risk, it's your job to make sure they feel safe and rewarded potentially for taking that risk with you because that takes trust. And that is all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of The Great Date Guy. We'll catch you in the next one.